Welcome to the Before Midnight Podcast, coming to you from the N Plus One Studios overlooking beautiful downtown Frankfurt. In this podcast, we explore the world of age group triathletes. We'll be looking at the real world challenges of being an amateur multi-sport athlete. I'm your host, Linda Word, along with my co-host, Brian Schenkenfelder. What's up, Brian? Living La Vida Loca. Living it's beautiful out, yeah. It is nice. Gotta get the weather out of the way. <laughs> it's nice today. It's been raining recently, though. It has. Yes. Made it challenging to get out. That's okay. I'm now fully capable, fully operational. Oh. I have no idea when the race in Ohio is. I think it's end of August, August 25th or something. I hope so. Which one in Ohio? The uh, uh, Mojo. The Mojo. Somebody else was talking about that race the other day, and I was like, yes. oh, yeah, that's a good one. That was um, one of our swimmers. Oh, that's He uh, does football. He's like, oh, I could probably do that. It's a Sunday. Oh, Matt. Matt, yep. yeah. It's a Sunday race. I can do that. I'm like, yeah, same with me. Yeah. Because <laughs> we have now in soccer season, there's no Saturday races anymore. Oh, <laughs> uh, I forgot that started. That's this week. Awesome, awesome. And then, uh, yeah, no, it's, I've got, what, three weeks, two or three weeks to get ready to race? <laughs> you know, this, this becomes I'm trying to that. find the date for you so that okay. you can really get upset about it. Oh, it's all good. I mean, I, this is one of those things of uh, what do you do when you get an injury in the middle of the buildup of a season? Yeah. I thought it was towards the end of August. Maybe I was wrong. It's not giving me the date. Upcoming races, 2020 Mojo, Mojo Triathlon. What year? 2022. Okay. But it's not... Uh, okay, sorry. I use My server was not was blocking everything. The... Uh, <clears throat> No, it's, it becomes this interesting battle of what do you do when your base fitness is compromised and some of your build is compromised? How do you get ready to race? And this becomes kind of this, and I don't recommend this for people that haven't been training for a long time. It becomes a battle of I'm going to go and try to build base and try to build fitness at the same time which means distance hard efforts uh, high chance of injury <laughs> high I was risk of say, injury kind of raising that up real quick yep at the same time it is a very small window i'm basically going to try to race myself into form <laughs> you'll see this sometimes in the tour de france where a guy will have been injured he comes into the tour not with the training he wants, mm-hmm. and he uses the, t- the actual tour to get himself into shape for the set- back half of the tour. Wow. <laughs> That's a lot. The only way you can do that is if you've been an athlete for a while. Mm-hmm. If you try to do that off the bat, you're, you're most likely going to get injured. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but someone with some experience, you know, because now, like, the easy stuff tries to become a lot easier. It, it becomes hard. Yeah, I'm jumping in and, and doing 10K pacing efforts. And it it, ha- it didn't go well. Like yesterday, it won. Uh, you could see my heart rate stack up each time. Where that's because you haven't we, run for over a month. I know, that's the whole thing. And here I am doing 30 minutes of <laughs> 10K pacing. And my heart rate was going up each interval, where a month or so ago it was pretty yeah. much more flatlined the whole time. Uh, so you know I'm, I'm building that base the fitness i need to complete the race and the race specific stuff at the same time is just you know there's construction so the bike course has been 
change. I'm not finding the date. I'm finding all this. I'm finding last year's date <laughs> and all the training. So you're just going to have to look that up yourself. Well, maybe it's over. Maybe it's already been raced. I don't think so. It has no, been. I don't think so. There's the Oprah Water Swims. Sorry, everyone. This uh, is really good podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> Listening to us look stuff up. All right. Never mind. We'll find no, it, it later. It, and, yeah, and basically, the swimming has been consistent throughout. Yeah. The problem is trying to get the running back, trying to get the biking, uh, which I was already light on to begin with. Yeah. Try to get to the point where I can race for two hours and 30 minutes. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to go. My guess is probably not well. <laughs> Sounds like it might end up being painful. You'll, I mean, you you know, this won't be your best race. Well, It'll like I said, you're trying. It, it becomes this thing where I'm not going to, like, peak for it either. Mm-hmm. It's going to be trained right through it and hope. It would probably be, like, kind of a recovery week. There'll probably be a little... The rest will be very short leading up to it. Mm-hmm. it, it this is a very much, I'm training myself into racing. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to have... Yeah. There is there's no, no... There's no taper. <laughs> there's no taper. There's, there's going to be none of that in this. This is going to be, I'm going to push up into a few days before race day and hope that, like I said, your, your, your training fitness carries you through the day. Uh, race your way into fitness, so to speak. Yeah. I don't know how well that's going to go. Okay. August but, 28th. It looks like you can register up until August 28th. That would be the last weekend in August. Okay. So That's I've right. got time, man. I've got like four there weeks. You, that you, is, you can do it. We're going to we're gonna just push right on Tinted. I'll have to put up a rest recovery week somewhere in the middle and and just go. Just pick, look at the weather and see which week is it going to rain and <laughs> make that your recovery. Well, I mean, there's not going to be a ton of recovery stuff in this. It's going to be very much a kind of push i just have to make sure that i'm recovering well and in my off day and i'm just going to probably throw more off days in there mm-hmm. i might find myself just running twice a week rather than three times a week yeah and biking maybe three to four times a week yeah. uh, maybe just three I, and it might just be i do less but the efforts i do right. are either long or hard and and really yeah skip all the easy stuff and and the stuff that's just kind of base maintenance just let that go yeah. uh, really <laughs> which that is a work. very risky strategy to be honest that's all you can do i i, I missed at a very inopportune time in a season I, I missed right there right as i was starting the build-up yeah. couldn't get hurt in january or something like that no yeah. Well, like an injury in March or April, May would have would have been, been much better than June, end of June, right of July. That's yeah. That's the heart of of training and getting ready to race. Yeah. Now I have to race my way into fitness. <laughs> do it carefully. You can do it. No, I like I said I've been racing for years. I know when injury is coming and when it's not. Generally, especially on the run side of it. Mm-hmm. I've I seem to be doing okay. okay. That's where you use your years of experience and years of doing a sport to kind of circumvent what is yeah. good technique because you, you know, your body has adapted to some of those stresses and can more easily adapt to it than when you're new to a sport, like we were talking about last week. Yeah. And it's interesting. You know, people talk about, you know, when do you push through and when do you not? And it's like, well, if it's a sharp pain, you certainly don't. Exactly. But as more experienced athletes, it's like, okay, 
can usually tell what it is because we've it's happened before. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, and, and, I, and I'm looking at a very compressed window too. I, this is going to happen through August. Uh, I might do trifurcite in September. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at like a five or six week window, which afterwards I will head into more of an off season where yeah. I probably won't run at all for a couple of weeks. Yeah, there'll be some ability to recuperate and rest, allowing my body to <laughs> recover from about what I'm about to put it through, which is going to be a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and that, that's the only reason that you can do this is because I know that on the back side of this, that there's a big rest there's window. A rest, rest window, yeah. 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 The, the mistake some people would make, they'd push through it, and then they'd go continue on with the training once they push through. And yeah. that's how you end up with some injuries. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll see how it goes. It's an experiment. Okay. <laughs> Brian the guinea pig. Thanks. Yes. Th- thanks for taking that's, one for the this team. This is what there. I do. Yeah. I, like, Take one for the team. What happens if you okay. do this? <laughs> How does the body react to this? (laughs) There you go. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm glad you're on the mend, and uh, let's hope that uh, it It stays that way at least for another month (laughs) until I get through the next race. No kidding. Then injuries can. I got the off-season. I've actually signed up for a race, which I haven't done in two years, I guess. But I've signed up for 12K right in September. We'll see. I'm running a distance I haven't run in a long time. I guess I've run over seven miles it's a it's a 12k so it's like 7.2 or something 7.3 and it's know. a very odd distance it is but what it is it's a half marathon course that starts in the middle so you go out and back and then you go out and back the other direction so if you're just doing half of the race half of the half marathon where they've got the start and finish line it works out to be a 7k i'm sorry 12k excuse me because the, the half is 21k that's why that's twelve it doesn't yeah, make a lot one of, sense to me. One of, one of the one of the out and backs is shorter than the other one. Is, okay, that's why. So yeah, because twelve twenty one k is the half. That's why like half of that's ten and a half k. So I'm confused by the distance. Yeah, so the the first out and back is longer than the second out and back. Okay, half, so so that's why they're doing the me. the longer one for a race. Okay, that yes. makes sense. I mean, they could do it in reverse. And I actually, this particular... Why aren't you doing the half? Because I... <laughs> Shut up. Because <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> I'm busy. <laughs> Good enough answer? Sure. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to. I'm a grown-up. Like I, do. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't have to. Then why aren't you... And don't they have like a 10K? No. Not for that one, no. no. This just the two races. I won it several years ago. Because no one does female. 12K. No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. <laughs> That's good. You on YouTube so you're defending champion. <laughs> so you're defending champion. No, because I didn't do it last year or the year before. Well, I don't even know how many years they skipped with COVID. So before COVID is when I won it. But the problem was nobody, they didn't have different colored bibs. It's, it's out and back. So I knew how many exactly how many women were in front of me. And there were three. And I was like, well, I'm at least in fourth place, but I have no idea how many of them are doing the 12K and how many are doing the half. Oh, okay. So. How many people do the 12 and a half versus the half? I I assume the half is by far the biggest of the two events. Yes, yes. And they only started doing the 12K, I think, a few years ago. I really don't remember. I guess you're picking up a bunch of 10K-er type people wanting Mm -hmm. to do like a 10K. 
It's a great course. It's in Midway. It's beautiful. And it's got some hills, but that first half of the course, the hills aren't nearly as bad as the second half. So it's kind of, it's a little bit easier run. You can go a whole lot faster. Okay. I've done the half of that race four or five times. So I'm okay doing the 12K. <laughs> something different, something new, something different for me. Something unique. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's not new to so. you. You've done it before. You won. I did. I won. I got a plate. That's awesome. That's cool. No, that is cool. Yeah, it was cool. Anyway, well, today we were going to talk about something else that I did um, this past weekend. I was the crew for um, a runner doing 100 miles. The crazy people. Okay. The really crazy people. <laughs> you're helping out the crazy. You're, you're feeding the crazy out the crazy people, people so that yeah, they continue yeah. their yeah exactly doing stupid stuff. <laughs> I'm encouraging them. <laughs> <clears throat> Meanwhile, going never. The only ultra I've done is because I forgot to turn off my watch when I finished the marathon and had to get back to my car mm. <laughs> so i did like 26.5 there you go that's an ultra <laughs> <laughs> anything over 26.2 is considered an ultra so that walk back to the car that qualifies <laughs> but this race uh i've been to several ultras with this gentleman uh he's a good friend and uh he's done he won 100k last november and he'd never run 100k before and that's 64 miles Okay. Um, yeah. Well, and 60, a friend... 100K is 61 miles. Is it 61? 62 it was, miles. Is it 62? Okay. 3.1 miles per 5K. 6.2 for a 10K. So 100K would be 62. How much is a 50K then? So 50K 31. is 31. Yes. Okay. For some reason I had it mixed up and I had a 50K is 32. Okay. And the 100K is 64. Fair enough. But what? no, it's 3.1, so it's 31. It doesn't really make a difference since I'm not running it. It certainly yeah, makes a difference miles. to it's them. It's a long way, yeah. <laughs> Just a long way to go. 100 miles is a little I mean, easier, at least for me to remember. That's a manageable bike ride. <laughs> yes. 100K is a manageable bike ride. That's yes. still long. It's still long, yes. Longer than I want to do. I mean, heck, even the half's only 90K bike ride. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, 56 that's true. miles. 56. But this one was up in uh, Akron, Ohio. Never been up there. And most of the ultras that I've been to before are, like, really chill kind of events, like the start, you might have a few people running, but the majority of the people, like, start off walking. Well, yeah, I mean, there's no reason to uh, warm up for a 100-mile yeah. run. <laughs> like, I mean, there's, like, zero need to warm up for a 100-mile run. You're going to kind of do that, <laughs> you know, as you're going. But this one had more rules than I've ever seen. Um, and I, and it was because of the location. It was in the park system in Akron, in Akron, and... They got an anal race director. Well, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he almost didn't get his permit a few years ago because of the parking situation. Because okay, visitors yeah. are coming to the park at the same time that the race all is these going run, on. the race it's, is going on. When and, it's that long, it's a 24 hour plus race. I yeah. mean, one of the things was don't use the restrooms at the park. Use the porta johns because apparently runners are disgusting and guests got upset about. That condition of the bathroom yeah that's something i've never understood you see this in in races in the porta potties and stuff like that is like come on guys we're all using this can't we like not like do stupid stuff to make this disgusting Uh, yeah i've 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 never understood that this is one of the i mean i you know i'm on the crew so i use the portage on and then i would go in the bathroom and wash my hands because i'm like i need to wash my hands (laughs) because By the time I got home, my entire life smelled like a portage on anyway. I was like, oh, nice. God, it was, oh, it was nasty. <laughs> it was nasty. So 
Anyway, but this poor guy, he had two friends that were supposed to come up and pace for him. They both got sick last week, right before the race. And then another friend who the three of us have gone to a whole lot of ultras together. And he works for emergency management while we had floods in eastern Mm -hmm. Kentucky. So he's been activated. There was no way he was going. So it was me and my friend Money going to Akron. It's like, oh, boy. Luckily, he's super organized. He's done all this before. He does Ziploc bags with it labeled exactly the rest stop that I'm supposed to give him that bag of what's in it with all of his fuel. Um, He's vegan and gluten-free, so he can't eat a whole lot of stuff that's at the rest stop. So what he packs is pretty important. Um, And I just, you know, just switched it all out for him. He's what? And he's doing what? <laughs> he's a vegan, so he's like he's diet vegan. restricted and doing a hundred miler. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's got health issues. I mean, if he has gluten, it messes him up. He he can't do it. So yeah, so he can't eat most of what they have at the rest areas because it's you know it's bread, it's peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, it's chicken soup. Yeah, it's things it's, that ha- are high in calorie that you can right. consume relatively right. easy. Yeah. So he did a lot of liquid. He did scratch for the most part. And he'd mixed up probably two gallons of it. He had five bottles. So I just rotated through those, you know, and I had it. And, I, you know, as soon as he gave me a bottle, I, you know, I gave him one that was already full. And I just switched out. It's hard to go a long time on a liquid diet, though. His nutrition—he didn't have any stomach issues at all. I'm just saying, from a standpoint of trying to get calories and not having to pee every three seconds. <laughs> so one section I was with him for 14 miles, and yeah, he peed a lot. <laughs> so I'm like, well, he's hydrated, yeah. which is good. <laughs> that was liquid, that part a liquid diet's hard to get calories and really because the sustenance aspect of it, you know, of, of like going that long, usually. Because, like, you'll see this in the, in the, in the uh, Tour de France. Mm-hmm. They'll put, like, real food in those bags halfway yeah. through because there's only so much of this sugary Sugar. stuff that you can take in and still eat it and things yeah. of that nature. I mean, they'll put, like, sandwiches and stuff like that in a Tour de France bag, that yeah. high-calorie type stuff. He did um, picky bars, which, you know, are gluten-free and da-da-da-da-da, so he could have those, and he like, he does well on those. Normally he would have done potatoes too, but Doug was kind of in charge of that, and Doug wasn't there, so no potatoes. Can you do like bananas and things? Um, yes, and he did do bananas. I didn't. We weren't. I was not allowed to see him every rest stop because of the parking situation. So out of twenty six rest stops, thirteen in and thirteen out, because um, it was out in the back course, I saw him at what six of them. One, two, three, four, five of them going out, and one, two, three, six of them coming back. So, um, and I think I saw him eat a banana like a couple times. Okay. So, you need some real sure. food in there. I can't imagine they're raised without some real that food. That ended up not being an issue. I know that is for me. When I did a marathon, I'm like, oh, God, if you hand me something sweet again, I'm just going to spit. <laughs> you know, just, no, couldn't, could not do it. It's like I needed, I, I did, um, Almonds and cranberries was like my favorite thing to fuel on for a long run so that I could chew something. If it was cool enough, Snickers bars for me. Mm, yeah, that's, that's what I they're, loved they're, in my house. They're, they're tough to carry. Yeah. It, running, they make a mess. You have to do like Oh, payday. he did paydays. Yeah, paydays Yeah, is a good he did way do paydays. He did two of those. That helps. So so he had some real food. Okay, but good. <laughs> yeah. 
It was interesting though. He uh, he was in the top ten when we hit the fifty mile mark. Oh my god, the leader was at least thirty minutes in front of the second place dude. He was I, flying. You don't have close races when it's hundred miles. <laughs> <No. laughs> I mean, you don't have very many close races in a marathon. Hundred mile are just twice as bad. Yeah, yep. And uh, you couldn't have pacers until the fifty miler until the fifty mile point. So there are quite a few runners. The female lead, she didn't have anybody at any of the aid stations until fifty miles. Um, You can do drop bags, so it is possible. You know, you and I were talking before we started recording that you can do this on your own if you've got you know if you're set up correctly. Because it is hard to depend on a crew, and it's very hard to crew. I mean, I, to me, I mean, yeah, that's that's just my take on something like that. If if I if it were just me doing it, I would have to be. I'm going in this solo. If anybody's there, great. But this is going to be a solo effort. I'm going to just power through it. I'm going to have everything I need prepared in bo- in bags and, and and just go from that standpoint. That way, I don't have to. Uh, that way I can completely control what I can control in a race and not have to worry about elements that are outside of my control. Because if I have to worry about things that are outside of my control, that's when things really begin to break down mentally, especially in a situation like this where you're racing 24 hours. It can go. It can be easy to go sideways if you're relying on things you can't control. Mm-hmm. You know, if I, if I put my food in all the different bags, I'm just, to some extent I'm under the control of the race people if they get them in the right spots. Well, that's up to you to label them correctly, but yeah. Again, the, but things so, can get yeah, lost. Things I can mean, get lost. Yeah. bad things can happen yeah. there. But I need to minimize what is what I have to rely on outside of my control to do a race. Because mm-hmm. that's one of the big things that I'm, a believer of it that you know hey when i go to a race just control what i can control everything else i, I can't worry about it's it's mm-hmm. there's nothing i can do to to change those elements of it yeah and really um that's a really good attitude for these things and he has done several races on his own obviously he hasn't done one this distance yeah. on his own he's done several all-night races you know um 12 hour races where you know you're just in a loop I mean, it's just because so. the problem of like I'm, I'm like okay, I'm, I'm, there's going to be these pacers here, but then they get sick, they can't show up. Now I'm beginning to like doubt. I'm beginning things yeah. start creeping into your head. Panic mm-hmm. starts setting in because oh my gosh, I was relying on this. It's not there. Yeah, what's going on? What's that's gonna, that, yeah. that's kind of now where, what do I do? Yeah, yeah, that's that's just kind of my philosophy. Is mm-hmm. You, you got to control what you can control, and you know, and you can't be on race day. You could you try to rely on as few things as you can you know even in sports like triathlon there's things you you're you, you really can't control like if you get a flat tire or something like yeah. that you just, you just have, have to move on with it when it happens have a plan for the things that you're afraid might happen and having a plan for it you and i've done that for years mm-hmm. um you know what's and when you know you just what am i going to do about it okay you know is it is there some, is there anything i can do about it yeah so. and you, you have to be able to roll with the with the when things go against what you have planned mm-hmm. that's the key to racing so much unknown on this particular race since he had never done that distance mm-hmm. before um and you hear about people you know hallucinating and da 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 when they're out there and you know you're out there all night it took him 25 hours and 44 minutes to finish the 100 miles he was on pretty good on pace up until about mile 85 and then uh, he just got super super tired and i was with him 
about mile 76. I did 14 miles with them. And we ran the, we ran a good five miles, four or five miles. And through, you know, and it was still light at that point. It started getting dark and I didn't have a flashlight. Bad mistake on my move. He had a great, he used um, a waist belt light. Those things are bright. It was really good. Yeah. Except that I was in front of him. So the shadow, my shadow was blocking. So I've, luckily I, you know, I was awake fairly and not exhausted and was able to not fall on my face going down the hills. It was a challenging course. I mean, some of it was, the elevation was just crazy. We're talking about whether or not these trails were a bridle pass and mountain bike trails and uh, there were some paved areas. There Horse was, trails are rough. Yeah, but I didn't see... Nowhere did we go did I see evidence of horses or mountain bikes. And some of those areas, I can't imagine doing a mountain bike. It was just Whoa. too steep. <laughs> that makes good mountain biking. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know how anybody would get up. I you mean, go down. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> welcome to, welcome to mountain biking on big hills. Uh, <laughs> maybe if I saw it all in the daylight, it might have a... Different, different idea different opinion, but yeah. the fact that i was leaning forward and touching the I, hill they probably didn't spots. put them on horse paths they were probably a mountain bike trail would have pretty limited damage I mean, mountain bikes don't really tear up trails horses tear up trails horses do tear up trails i can't yeah. imagine they put them on and there were so path. many roots everywhere i can't imagine that horse because horses would have destroyed all that yeah horses but, could, i mean one of the i remember going hiking at taylorsville lake park Mm-hmm. My wife and I, many years ago, that they have horses out there over the place. She could barely hike it because it was just so absolutely destroyed by horses. And I think we were out there, and these horse people came by. Ah, I was you know, laughing at us walking. I'm like, why don't you get off and carry your horses? <laughs> Losers. Hey, I used to be one of those. Not around here. Who make fun of all the people not on the horse? Yeah. Well, no, we make people. We did not make, we tried not to run them over. <laughs> Here, let me spook your horse for you. <laughs> well, I used to ride trails in New Hampshire, and it wasn't um, mountain bikes and that. It was snowmobiles because we'd ride in the wintertime. Yeah, the same type of thing. And yeah. dirt bikes and stuff, you know, because they didn't have the restriction of non-motorized vehicles. And that would spook a horse. That was oh, exciting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was not a whole lot of fun. Oh, I mean, I've spooked horses many times on a the road. They had the carriages and things of that mm-hmm. nature. Came roll up beside a carriage and horse... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Guess I should have been louder as I was rolling through. Yeah. Everybody seemed to have a bell on a bike up in Akron. When we you know, we took off and went to a restaurant while money was running, we had some time. And uh, they all had bells on their bikes. So I was like, that's probably pretty smart. That's useful for mountain biking, but, especially if it's a multi-use trail where there's hikers. But he ended up... Uh, about mile 92, we got to a rest area, and he had been saying how tired he was. Every step he took going down was mentally draining and he was so afraid he was going to fall he was holding on to my arm I was like oh my god am i black and blue and then uh he started leaning against the tent poles at the aid station i was like money are you all right <clears throat> and he had things in his hands i'm like give me all the things i knew he was going down and i didn't want him to take the tents with him and all of the stuff so i got everything away from him and he just crumpled you know right to the ground goes pacing run so. <laughs> Yeah. I, well, doing a I race think, like that is very hard to get pacing right and and, and understand when I need to rest. And well, when we I got don't. it. We got him in a chair and he rested for about an hour and a half, but he didn't actually sleep. 
And it was just letting his brain take a break from what he was doing because it was so much stress being in the dark on the trails. Yeah, you need to learn to just lay down and and rest, take a nap, and get back up and go again. Yep. Well, he's he's got a coach out in uh, Washington State, and she's like, yeah, take 10-minute naps. Just stop and take 10-minute naps, and then you won't get in that kind of shape. It's one of those things. It's some of those things like a marathon. Once you start walking, you're done. You're not running again, at least not much of anything. Because if you're running and you get to the point where you're walking in a marathon... You're, you might be able to run for a couple hundred yards at a time again, but you're never yeah. really going to run at, at whatever pace you are. And that time you lose is going to dramatically be different than if you had started with like a run-walk mix okay. to begin with. I was waiting for you to finish the sentence before I interject because I walk every water stop. Well, there's a difference between walking water stops and some different, you know, running 20 miles and all of a sudden... Oh. oh, I'm done. I'm walking. <laughs> no, yeah, no, that, that's different. Yeah, my, it, me stopping at water stops every three, four miles, whatever it is, is actually giving my body a break, doing something different. Yeah, and that's, and then, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's the, I have mispaced this and now I have to walk the rest of it. Oh, yeah, no, that's different. That you end up losing a lot of time, and that's basically what happened to money. Is he mm-hmm. mispaced it, and he paid a huge price at the end, and he probably finished an hour or two later than he would if he'd taken naps along the way and better managed yeah. his energy throughout the race. But a 100 miler is not something you can, uh, you know, test in your training either. Yeah, you can't really practice <laughs> any of it. You know, that I becomes mean, kind of a, of it, a trial and error type yeah. thing. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is you'd go in that type of distance. It's really hard to know if you've managed your energy until you get to later stages in the race like that. Mm-hmm. It's tough. I, I not something I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, and as a crew person, I definitely know that uh, I should have seen him off at the beginning and put his drop bags at, I should have done what I saw the woman do, and I should have met him at mile 50. I should have gone back to the hotel and rested because I wasn't, I mean, I was okay to do everything, but it was it was almost as taxing on me as it was him to some degree because I was up 25 hours too. Yeah, and you got to move around and put stuff down. Yeah, it's yeah, it's sort of a it's a lesson in hurry up and wait. Yeah, awkward and, and annoying. Yeah, it's like how many times do I take the chair out and repack everything and that it's just meet a lot of great people though. Oh my god, I met all kinds of people out there. It was really fun. That that's what's well, because they got nothing better to do than sit around and talk because yeah. they're bored. And... So I have a funny story. This one lady, her husband, he was doing pretty good. He's a younger guy. He's probably early forties. And uh, she had all of this stuff. She had, like, a roll for all his stuff. That was pretty cool. She just, like, rolled it out. And was like, here, you know, what What do you What do you want? What do you need? There's Band-Aids. There's fuel. There's whatever. And there's a ping-pong paddle. And she pulls out the ping-pong paddle and starts whopping his legs. And I was like, okay, that's anything. She's like, do you want your butt, too? <laughs> so she's, like, spanking her husband in the middle of an ultra. And I was like, this is new. <laughs> That's a whole new level of kink. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that I am not aware of. I, I That's didn't a know whole this new was thing, something man. that didn't know this was a thing. thing. There you go. <laughs> so that was my Yeah, you my, meet some really great people out there, Linda. Hmm. Wow, I didn't talk to her much later after. Tell that. me about all this uh, all these great people you meet. And I was kinda like, Woo <laughs> That was one of the more interesting ones, yeah. 
<laughs> but a guy and his, his daughter, his wife was running it. And he's like, yeah, normally I would do the back 50. You could do a 50 miler. You could do a 50 miler starting at the beginning and getting to the 50 mile mark at the end. Or you could start there and go back. They allowed pacers the second half. And uh, he's like, yeah, I was going to do the back 50 with my wife, but she runs too, you know, she runs too fast. So, no, I'm just going to crew for her. <laughs> uh, if I were to go down that road, my wife would be like, you're on your own. Bye. There's no way. She she hates going to triathlon where it's only a couple hours. <laughs> <laughs> she wouldn't spend 25 hours and 44 minutes waiting for you to cross the finish line. Hell no. She <laughs> definitely wouldn't pack the, do the crew packing and all that for me. <laughs> I'd be on my own anyway. <laughs> I'm on my own for triathlon, so it doesn't really matter. Well, triathlon, you have to be. You can't get any yeah. out. <clears throat> so, this race was interesting. Normally, when we're at these things, you know, the aid stations are like, hey, crew, come have some pizza, whatever. It's like the weirdest picnic ever. Yeah. This race, uh uh-uh, uh, crew was not allowed anywhere near the aid stations. We weren't allowed to have anything that, you know, was all for the runners, which is, you know, that's fine. It was just a little, little different atmosphere than most of the ones. So they were cheap and didn't buy. <laughs> just kidding. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, it may have been a financial thing. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they were worried about COVID or something like that. Maybe I'm not sure, but it really all the rules kind of messed with money because he wouldn't let one of the other people that came up to help get anywhere near him. Like when he went down, he wouldn't let anybody help him get up except for another runner and me. Yeah. And I, I think, I mean, he was a little bit delirious at that point too, but yeah, he was so worried about getting disqualified. He's like, no, 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 no. You can't help me. Like, yeah, you can, but okay. We're going to leave that. We're, gonna, we're not going to argue with you right now. You have the uh, mental of a, capacity of a flea right now so we'll just kind of keep on going in okay. <laughs> just go it's all right all right let's go so quite a quite a weekend i'm still recovering myself i did bike last night because i took a nap and i was like all right it's too nice out i'll go bike yeah and the guys were nice enough to wait for me on the hills <laughs> so i was a little worn out <laughs> but good times. and, and then I, i'll i will be crewing for somebody in november He's doing a different race, but also attempting 100 miles. I've learned a lot <clears throat> that I will uh, bring with me. What? You're not ru- you're not running it. I know that. No, I'm in. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. <laughs> bring with you what? Just information and things to make sure he doesn't do or does. You know, do. I've learned something too from all of this. Okay. Two things. All right. One, what? I don't want to ever do one of these. <laughs> yeah. And number two. I don't want to crew one of these either, because <laughs> that sounds tremendously boring. Twenty four hours. It was bad enough. It's been. It was bad enough doing Ironmans and going and, and and watching people for Ironmans and cheering them on. Those become very. That's a long day, and that's, that's only. That's a long day. Yeah. That's only like twelve or thirteen hours. I can't imagine doing double that. Just shoot me in the head right now. I mean, this. Like I said, this was the longest that I've done. I think we've done, I think I've done 18 hours before. I think that when Money did the 100K, I want to say it was 18. Or he did, he he was attempting 100 and he made it 18 hours. He didn't finish it. He made it 80 miles or something, whatever. That's the longest I've ever done. So. Cool. This one in November, he's got 30 hours to do it. Okay. <laughs> I do not intend on being up for 30 hours. And he does not intend on me. It's a different person. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, no way. It's like we've we've got to split it, and his is three loops, so I'm like, well, if we have three people, we can actually work this out pretty well, 
so that we're splitting it up. Each person gets a loop. Each person gets a loop. Each person gets 10 hours. Maybe a little bit of overlap, but there'll be time for somebody to go sleep, like yeah. really sleep. So there's ways to do it, tents and whatever. That's what so. hotels are for. <laughs> yeah, they're close enough, yeah. Yeah, because he was like, well, I'm going to get a tent and cots, and I'm sitting there going, how far is the bed and breakfast? I'll and just be in? at the hotel. I might be back at some point <laughs> to yeah, help you out. Like, we stay in an Airbnb. Can I just go back to that? It's not yeah, that far. I'll try to find you when we get back. Yeah. Just to let people know which aid station. I'll just go to the aid stations to see if you come through. <laughs> I'll basically exactly. jump in front of you. <laughs> well, and all those aid stations are pretty close. I've been there before, so anyway. Yeah, it's quite an experience. But One I don't want. Uh, I just t- I, that's why I'm here to tell you what it's all about. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. All righty. Anything else? No, that's all Besides I got to you ain't do. It. <laughs> Well, if you've enjoyed our podcast, if you're listening to us on iTunes, give us uh, five stars. There we go. There's a, and if you're watching us on YouTube, give us a thumbs up. And right? Hit the like button. Hit the like button. That's the like button. It's a thumbs up. Like button. Yes. Subscribe. 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 That way you can see all our beautiful content. That we're working on getting up. And not so beautiful content. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Watching us giggle. <sighs> and if you're looking for a coach, check us out at go3sport.com. Unless you're planning on doing 100 miles, and then I don't know. Don't call Brian. You can hop. Oh, you can call me. I'll, I'll help coach you. Just don't expect me to show up on race day. <laughs> <laughs> that would be me. Hey, especially if it's a good location, like Hawaii, North Carolina, I don't know, California. Give me a call. <laughs> Everybody have a great day, and we'll talk to you next week.